The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. So, Fionn Davenport, you told us before the break for Travel Tuesday this week, we're going to the location for season three of White Lotus. Before we get to that, though, there's actually some travel related news I want to talk Indeed. about. Indeed. The number one tourist attraction on planet Earth. Indeed. Is Great mere day. kilometres from where we sit mere right now. Mere kilometres. Tell us. Um, it's the Guinness Storehouse, Kieran. Wow. What did it beat out? Uh, so last Friday at the World Travel Awards ceremony, which is in the Burj Al Arab Hotel, the sale, the distinctive sale looking hotel in Dubai. Um, the Guinness Storehouse beat out Machu Picchu, the Grand Canyon and the Taj Mahal uh, to be the world's leading tourist attraction for 2023. Wow. I know. What were the criteria? What was the criteria that were applied? The gift shop had to be of a certain size. Whimsical toucans. Whimsical toucans. And there, no. there are, there's a distinct lack of whimsical toucans at the Taj Mahal. Or at Machu Picchu. Maybe there's real toucans. Yeah, but they're kind of solemn toucans. Yeah. Now, it's obvious, it's easy to to make jokes because, I mean, you're thinking of Machu Picchu, which in itself is just one of the most extraordinary places on earth. And the Taj Mahal, this wonderful building built for love. And the Grand Canyon, which I saw my favourite... uh, comment ever on TripAdvisor was like, eh, it's not that grand. <laughs> <laughs> not that um, grand. But these are, you know, these are I- literally iconic sites. But for for the Guinness Storehouse, it's an amazing accolade. I mean, it really, really, truly is yeah. because the World Travel Awards are a big, big deal. <laughs> Sorry, and I know we're scoffing. Uh, lots, of, most people who come to Ireland from want abroad, to come for the Guinness Storehouse. And they go to the Guinness Storehouse, and you know what? They love it. They do. Lots of my family and friends yeah, who come yeah. from abroad and friends. They, 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 it's a great, it's trip a great for them. experience. And the very fact that you're yeah. you're in the old grain store of what is uh, let's the world's most famous brewery is, yeah. is pretty impressive. No, it is impressive. Mm. So fair play to them. Okay, absolutely. Uh, Back to matters at hand. Matters at hand. So um, you're a fan of the White Lotus. Yes. Season one took place in the, in Maui. I think Maui. Anyway, Hawaii. in Hawaii, yeah. And um, then season two moved to Sicily and just outside or Taormina on the East Coast. And season three, though, is going to Thailand. Oh, very good. Yes. And, Who would uh, be the carryover character? I don't know. Uh, I, I it's don't like know. Um, the Reardons into Bracken, into Glen Row. <laughs> well, Jennifer so Coolidge. Character. Jennifer was Gabriel Coolidge. Byrne in the first and then... Was they, yes. Gabriel Byrne went from the Reardons into Bracken, but, I think. But he didn't go into He didn't go into Glen, Glen Row. Row. I think that was no, Miley and Biddy. Miley and Biddy did. Bet you didn't Bracken. think he'd be talking about Miley no. and Biddy. So Jennifer Coolidge was the carryover character yeah. from season one to season two. I don't know who the season three, but I do know this. So... Um, the season one was filmed at a Four Seasons resort in Hawaii. Yeah. Season two was filmed at the Four Seasons resort in Taramina in Sicily. So there are four Four Seasons hotels in Thailand. Oh, very good. One in Bangkok, another in Chiang Mai, another in Chiang Rai, the Golden Triangle. And then the fourth one is in Koh Samui. I have heard from my contacts in Thailand that this will be the first series of The White Lotus to have multi-located, it'll be filmed across two of the hotels. And okay. that'll be Four Seasons Chiang Mai and Four Seasons Koh Samui. Okay, great. Okay, mm. so let's talk about Thailand then in, in through the prism of both of those Four yeah, Seasons so, or those areas. So uh, as Chiang Mai, which is the capital of the North, the cultural capital of the North, it is really, it's the second city of Thailand. It's stunningly beautiful. The old centre has 
I think something like between 250 and 300 temples. Wow. It really is. It's anyone who has been, it's the quintessential experience of Thailand. You rent a bike, you cycle around, you walk, you experience. It's the best cuisine, even allowing for the extraordinary glittering options available to you in Bangkok. Mm. The cuisine in Chiang Mai is is unparalleled. And and popular things to do is to, as I, I mentioned, rent bikes and go touring around, visit the temples, doing a lot of cooking classes. Chiang Mai is full of cooking classes. Really? Where you can learn, yeah. Um, and what's the cost of all this? What's the value for money like in Chiang well, Mai? it's very good. I mean, it's fine. I mean, look, I, I, it depends. You can stay in a one-star place. What I've, I ask is, I assume after the White Lotus comes out, all the prices are going to oh, go yeah. through the roof. Well, particularly, so for example, I'll talk about the hotel okay. because I have personal experience of the hotel that they're filming in. And it really is, It's an. Ex- I'm excited because I'm very, very familiar with it. Um, but the prices at the moment for a night in the four seasons and high seasons, around the 500 euro for a, you know, a really nice room, etc., which is comparable to, say, to Dublin prices for a yeah. five star hotel. Um, come once the white loads, it's not so much that the prices will go up is you won't get a room for love nor money because the four seasons in Taramina is booked out all the time. And similarly, the four seasons in Hawaii after the first season aired of The White Lotus, they just saw, that was it. You couldn't book a room. So the thing is, is that um, I, I saw Lucy White mention it in the uh, Sunday Independent this weekend, was is that like, you know, go now, <laughs> not only just in terms of price, but also in availability, if you want to have that experience before White The White Lotus, Lotus gets there. Out. Now, the, the hotel itself, it's about a half hour car ride from Chiang Mai, the centre of Chiang okay. Mai. And so... It's it, it's just it, it's beautiful setting. Um, it's got like this massive garden and these ponds and rice paddies. So like you, you've got your villa that overlooks like a rice paddy. So you get this sense of like a hotel that's kind of in the mountains, even though it's only half an hour outside of Chiang Mai. Yeah. Um, and everything you'd expect. So it's so Lana, which is the people, the Lana style. Lana is a is a is a an ethnic group that was the dominant group in mm. Thailand for a very long time, certainly Northern Thailand. So everything is done that, you know, that kind of raised, it's kind of raises up into like this weird kind of half V, half U style. Yes. That's Lana. Okay. That's the Lana style. So anyway, you know, everything you'd imagine, traditional wooden furnishing, decor, lots of nods to country life because this is a rural retreat, uh, lots of history. It's a really, really beautiful resort. It's also where I asked my wife to marry me. Oh, very good. Yeah. Congratulations. uh, Yeah, we we arrived in, I booked this like super special trip and we arrived. And the first thing we did was we we flew eventually into Chiang Mai, went to the hotel, checked in and straight away did a cooking course in the hotel because you can do that kind of thing and it's it's brilliant. And uh, then I'd set up and so I set up the... I set up the the whole thing on the on the balcony and I had like her favorite song was playing on my little portable speaker and I looked at her and I started telling her I was like you know that preamble speech yeah, that, that precedes yeah. a, a and I and her eyes kind of not quite glazed over but they're like oh Fionn's talking again <laughs> and I was like no 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 this is different from all the other times and so I asked her to marry me and that was great and um and uh yeah, and so that was that. And then it kind of all turned. And I, I've told this story before, but that night, so we rang my parents. My father was quite sick in hospital. 
And so we rang. My mum was in the hospital. So anyway, they were delighted. But my father died that night. Yeah. And I didn't find out until the next morning. So obviously that hotel experience is stays with me for lots of different reasons. But in a weird way, when I saw the news that they were going to, I was like, I mean, I had my own episode of The White Actually, Lotus. Actually, you say it, it does, sorry. You have told me that story before and it's a very touching story. It does sound like something but that would happen in this, doesn't it? It really does. And and look, it, it's, I, I, what I will say <laughs> really is, is that does. like, yeah, I, so <laughs> when I, I was struck and I was thinking, I was like, oh my God, I was in my own episode of The White Lotus. I will say this, the next morning, so I, I, I got the call the next morning. And this is a remarkable thing. And this is something that's true of Thailand in general. Um, there's a daily, there's a daily uh, thing where the monks from the local monastery will come and ask for alms as part of their hum- humble process. Mm. And the hotel manager had heard from Laura that um, obviously I'd lost my dad. So... She asked her permission and said, look, will the, 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 the priest might give a little blessing. And he did. And he held me. And it was, they were so incredible about it all. Mm. I, 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 and they were wonderful. This, all of the staff, but particularly just th- this experience. And then they gave me um, a lotus flower, which then, and I think in Thailand when people die, I'm not, entirely familiar with with how it happens but they gave me this lotus flower which I then sailed out onto one of these right in, into the waters of this lake mm. and 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 that has stayed with me and look the death of someone that you love is, is a terrible thing at the best of times but that I couldn't have imagined a better way of dealing with yeah. something like that so far away and I'm forever grateful to the hotel for this and they were just exemplary anyway so it's a beautiful hotel. Hopefully, it's just you can get engaged there and just have a <laughs> yeah, nice holiday and first, nothing else will happen. part of the story. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, but they do things like, so the vibe really is wellness and agriculture. Yeah. So it's this rural setting. So the second hotel yes. is Koh Samui. Now, the Four Seasons Koh Samui is a different style. Um, now, anyone who's been to Koh Samui, have you, you've not no, been? No, I've never been to this part of the world. So Koh Samui gets 3 million visitors for an island yeah. that you could circle in a motorbike in like an hour. Like it's a relatively, I mean, it's yeah. a big enough island, but it's a but small island. But this is island. the real kind of picture postcard beach resort Well, it place. was. Yes. Yes, it is. And like it was, um, like in the 70s, it was just like made up of like 10 fishing villages on yeah. this island. And then it became kind of like Magaluf. In Thailand. So, and so those shots you see of the turquoise waters and this kind of Southeast Asian National Park. boat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all around here. Just off the coast. But yeah. behind you, there's high well, rises so, and, and stag parties. Yeah. And so what it is, is that the development of, of Samui has continued apace over the last 30 years. And so much so that, so Chawang, uh, Ha Chawang, Boput, Fisherman's Village, Mainam, these are the kind of areas that, that are kind of the northeast and along the along the northeastern corner of the island, very very dominated. Chawang has been very popular. It's everything you imagine a kind of like lots of nightlife that starts at midday, you know, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. And but the rest of it, as you get further west or further south, it's it's and 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 lots and lots of development of very classy hotels and resorts, including the Four Seasons, which is stunningly okay, beautiful. Tell me about this Four Seasons. Yeah. So the so. Like it, it's how how to describe it? Okay, so um, it's 
right in Angtong, so it's in the far northwest of the island. So it's mm-hmm. as far away from Party Chowang as you could possibly get. Like it's got this open air check in that where you can see right across the sea to Copanyan, which is the island in the distance. Um, so it's got a private beach, of course, very beautiful and. So the thing is, is that resorts like that, they're very self-contained. So they have everything you could possibly want. So a lot of guests won't even venture outside of the resort. Um, unbel- like, like, I can't get over how friendly the staff are. They'll do things like, for example, you can do snorkeling tours. So you can go to Angtong Marine Park, which is that picture that you were oh, just yes. describing. So it's got 60 pool villas that are, rise on stilts out of the palm forest. Wow. Like the setting is just so glorious. And so again, like if you can imagine the kind of luxury and and the isolated luxury that the the White Lotus has, this is kind of very much of a piece. Rooms again around the five hundred euro okay. in high season. This all sounds fabulous. If people want to go this far though, and they may not have the budget to stretch yeah, to the two four seasons, there's a gazillion places yeah. to stay. But like, what about look, things to do then? I, say you've, you're right. We, we won't list all the other hotels you can stay in. As you say, there's a gazillion yeah. of them, but. If you stay in them, you're not going to have everything at your fingertips. You're going to have to go out and find stuff to do. Well, so what stuff is there Mainam to do? Mainam is lovely. Chowang is lovely. There's a, like Chowang is kind of really overdeveloped, but the beach itself is really beautiful. Find a beach. There's loads of like shopping opportunities. The Fisherman's Village is full of little quaint shops. Um, rent a motorbike. Now, the thing is, is that like there are loads. So rent a motorbike. And make sure to get a helmet because people can be so stupid on motorbike. And I yes. really mean that. They can be so incredibly stupid because you think, do you think that the booze doesn't affect you in the same way in Thailand as it does? Um, yeah, get a helmet and slow down because, uh, and the other thing is, oh yeah, sorry, not to put a bad spin of note, but look, if you have any kind of a crash, look, there's millions of motor scooter rental places, yeah. a lot of scams. So like, even if nothing happens and you go back and they go, oh, you damaged a thing. That's, you know, all of a sudden you're 200 quid out or whatever. Photograph the, the bike. Okay. And, like loads in front of them renting it to you. Okay. So they see that you photographed it. So they're less likely to try and pull a fast well, one. Well, you know, you're meant to do that at Hertz and Charles yeah, de Gaulle. No, no, for sure. So definitely yeah, yeah, do yeah. it at the motorbike rental outside Koh Samui. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, I ju- it's, it's, look, it's a great island. It's a brilliant island to just hang out in. It's a great island if you're like into partying. It's a great island if you want to dance all night or, you know, it's got everything you could possibly want out of a tropical paradise. Went to Thailand, including Chiang Mai with my family this summer. Fabulous trip. The kids said it was their best holiday ever. I, I, I think that's a lovely thing to hear because Thailand is incredibly family friendly. Okay. It's, it's an amazing country. I've said, I think I've said it on this slot before. If I had to pick my favourite place, even as someone who's half Italian and loves Italy, is I think Thailand is my really? favourite place. Wow. Yeah, Big I call. love the country. I love the people. I love the food. I love the climate. I love the scenery from the from the beaches of the islands in, in the coast right up to the north. And and I didn't even mention there's a, the Four Seasons, that's the one up in the Golden Triangle. Yeah. Now, this is like three grand a night, but this is like colonial era, kind of 19th century Victorian tents out in the middle wow. of like a paddy where it's like wild elephants roaming around. It's honest to God, it's the most breathtaking place I've ever been to. And you arrive by boat. So the Golden Triangle is beacon. You're at the borders of Thailand, Laos and Myanmar. Mm. And it's where in the 70s there was like loads of opium trading. That's all gone now. But And you arrive by longboat. You arrive by longboat and you dock at a pier and you go up. And there's only like, I think there's only like 55 guests. 
and everything is self-catered. Or sorry, self-catered. Everything is included. Oh, everything, all your food, all your activities, all your everything. And it's honest to God. It's it's like it's that kind of bucket list trip, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> this is the most amazing. That thing sounds ever amazing. Yeah, sounds it's incredible. Amazing. Another listener says that cooking courses and culture are fantastic in Thailand. We ate out for twenty two euro one evening. One of the best meals we ever had. Bangkok and Koh Samui, as fun as they are, beautiful uh, as well, yeah. the listener says. Street food, also, Kieran. Yeah. Street food, cheapest chips and absolutely delicious. Fionn Davenport, as always, thank you very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.